Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. That's right. He made his first million in uh, offshore banking. Retired six months ago. Over there is how he made his money in oil until the oil. Today on the Indo Daily, the incredible story of the syndicate who outwitted the Irish Lotto jackpot. So, kid. What's your story? Computers? Nah. I won the lotto. Back then, the whole idea was just to prove that we could, we could do it, like, and it was doable, and that the lotto people were wrong by coming out and saying that it couldn't be done, like a million pound. It was a lot of money, but we, we, we got the money, and, and we done it, and we beat the system. That's the voice of Paddy Kyo, a Wexford man based in Dublin, who back in 1992 set out with a group of fellow punters to win the Irish Lotto jackpot. And guess what? They did just that. Back in 1992, we had a syndicate of punters who devised a foolproof way of winning the lotto. Today on the Indo-Daily, we hear the details of just what happened from Irish Independent features writer Kim Bielenberg and Paddy Kyo himself. I regret that in the past, I let a number of people down. Picture this. It's May 1992 and Ireland's news headlines are dominated by several stories. It caused great hurt to some. And for that, I am deeply regretful and sad. Namely, Bishop Eamon Casey of Galway's resignation following the revelation that he is the father of a teenage boy. And Linda Martin winning the Eurovision Song Contest for Ireland with Why Me? But by the end of May, another story would have the nation talking. An audacious gambling coup that took on the national lottery and won. Kim Bielenberg, feature writer with the Irish Independent. In 1992, Ireland was emerging from a period of economic stagnation and the lotto had become something of a national obsession, hadn't it? Yeah, there was huge razzmatazz. I mean, I remember that time and every time there was a jackpot draw, it was headline news. A lot of the winners were interviewed. It it was a national obsession. And this uh, syndicate, the story of the syndicate that beat the national lottery at its own game, was pretty extraordinary, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really Stefan Klinkovitz was the maths brain behind it. And he always said that Paddy Kyo was like the general who helped to uh, 
put it into operation. And at that time, there were 36 numbers in the draw. There are 47 now, so it's much harder to, to win, hence so many rollovers. But when there were 36, the odds of winning were about a million to one, or two million to one, sorry. And they worked out that if you bought every combination of tickets, you could actually have a very good chance or almost a foolproof way of winning on certain draws if there'd been a big rollover. And at certain draws, they added 100 Irish pounds to the match four prizes. And that brought the prize money up. So they hatched this plan to actually win by just buying loads and loads of tickets. It sounds like it was a, it was a really exciting um, time in their lives that, that you couldn't but get a rush if you're involved in something like that. Yeah, I mean, because Paddy and Stefan, they were two people who, you know, they seized opportunities. You know, they were used, They over the years, they've done many competitions. Like Paddy has... He's won houses, he's won cars by working out a way of winning a competition. And of course, this was the second jackpot win for Stefan. He had been part of a syndicate in 1990 that won what was at the time the biggest jackpot ever in Ireland, 2.5 million. And so he, he was used to it. Maybe he was a bit, you know, quite cool about winning. Um, And, you know, there were huge celebrations when that Scruffy Murphy syndicate, which was the one that won it with him, led by him, won in 1990. And the celebrations went on for a week. Scruffy Murphy's was a famous sort of Dublin pub that's just recently closed. And a lot of kind of people, well-known people, um, including journalists, PR people, business people used to hang out there. Klinkovitz, meanwhile, had to make sure that they got every combination. So it, it was down to filling out two million different combinations. So it started months before um, he had to, you know, fill out all these tickets. And Paddy Kyo was in for 125,000 worth of tickets. Some people had 50,000, 25,000 here and there all over Dublin. And then it was a matter of buying the tickets in shops. And that was no small operation either. Um, Like Paddy got, I think he got 25 bank drafts for £5,000, which was a lot of money then. Like you could buy a house for 40,000 then, that gives you an idea. So he was spending about 125,000 Irish punts. So they were going around news agents. Paddy was going around news agents on the south side of Dublin, lots of other people going to lots of other news agents. And suddenly the National Lottery realized that something was happening. All these shops, um, that normally might take in a thousand or a couple of thousand pounds on the lotto were taking 
10,000. So the alarm bells started to ring in the National Lottery headquarters and they tried to put a stop to it. They they tried to put limits on how much a shop could sell in terms of tickets. And was this very much a kind of last-minute thing? Um, yeah, it was in the last days they realised, you know, it, you know, Paddy, I think, spent his money on the Thursday or Friday before. And I think on the by the Thursday, the lottery had copped that something was happening and people, there were strange purchases of tickets. And so, so they tried to shut down, you know, so, some news agents noticed that their machines were being shut down by the lottery or limits were being put on how much they could sell. Then the syndicate... And they operated from headquarters on Mespel Road, so it was a very carefully planned operation. They sent runners around the country to different shops to try and spread it out as much as possible. And um, and then Stefan Klinkovitz, who who was um, you know a trained accountant, he's skilled in maths, very much the numbers man of of the operation he said it just got crazy because it began it filtered out into the papers the news that this plot was afoot so he had photographers climbing up trees outside his office and um sky news were waiting to to interview him and it was a global story yeah yeah and then the draw was, in those days, the draw happened once a week on a, on a Saturday night. The lottery managed to stop them buying a certain number of tickets, but I think they got around 80 or 90% bought. So then the tension mounted before the draw. Had they covered enough tickets to be guaranteed of winning. So the draw happened in their Mespel Road headquarters. There was a big cheer as the draw happened and an even bigger cheer eight minutes later when they managed to find a ticket. How they found all these tickets, I mean, if you think of all the different uh, combinations, two million, how do you find your right ticket? But they found the ticket it is incredible how they did it. You know, I mean, they 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 simply couldn't lose, could they? No, they couldn't lose. The only problem, Klinkovitz says he he said to me that he wasn't nervous about it. But he, the one thing, if there were a lot of jack, other jackpot winners, that would reduce the winnings. And in fact, there were they had the winning ticket, but they didn't know how many if there were other winners. And then later on, on the Pat Kenny show, Pat Kenny presented a Saturday night chat show at the time. Ray Bates, the the head of the lottery, said there were two other winners apart from them. So the jackpot was going to be 568,000 or thereabouts. But then it wasn't just the six numbers that they won. They won lots of smaller prizes like match fours and match fives. And that brought the winnings up to over a million. Um, and then, of course, they had to spend the money on tickets. So 
but they made, you know, a good profit for, you know, if, if you know you're going to win, that's, you know, they made over 300,000 in the end. Paddy Kyo, you were one of the syndicate. Tell me what happened. Well, the Irish Lotto started in, um, I think it was 1988. And I was very friendly with Stefan Klentrovich. Uh, we were involved in several things. And Stefan, of course, being the mathematician that he is, he was looking at the figures, at the combinations and all like that. And he said, he, Stefan would be in my house maybe twice a day and it was always about jackpots, the lotto, you know. And he said, this, this can be done, you know. He says, this can be done for less than a million. Well, when, when Stefan discovered like that, or done his figures, and decided that this could be done, like, we needed to, to make it, to not lose money, we needed carryovers. And luckily enough, the lotto came out with, they, they made an announcement that, on I think it was on the May Bank holiday, that they were going to guarantee the fives for 500, and they were going to guarantee the fours for 100 so that took the risk out of it you know what I mean yeah. because if we got all our money on if we got all our tickets on there were 700 and something thousand coming back you know what I mean so we didn't need any so they gave us a big help with that announcement so he said Stefan said right, we'll go ahead and we'll do this we don't need any carryovers and this was kind of essentially a year, year in the planning wasn't oh, it oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 because like all the combinations had to be done of course that was done on the computer but they all had to be filled out now, Stefan organised his own family and, and he employed people, or we employed people, to go ahead and get all that done. But that, that, that was okay. We still needed a million. Do you know what I mean? It couldn't yeah. be done without a million. Like, there's not very many people going around with, with a million in their back pocket, you know, so we needed, we needed investors. But in the previous four years, Stefan had syndicates going and we got to know different people and this news spread that we were going to do this, and there was people ringing up, and there were a thousand in it, more wanted five thousand in it, but we were still, we were still short a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I said, whatever the shortfall was, I would, I would take it. So that turned out to be, I think it was one hundred twenty-five thousand that I put into it. Which again is a lot of money to to hand over, Paddy. Yeah, well, I, I, as I said. Uh, Earlier, I, like I'm a suspended ceiling contractor, and like probably at the time around then, it was probably the biggest in Ireland. So that type of money, like, was was available. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And look, if I lost it, I lost it, and that was it. It wouldn't be the first time. And I, I guess that's all, that's all part of like a gambling perspective. You know, you, you take that risk. Yeah, yeah. Like just like the stock market, like lost twenty times more than that. Like in ten minutes on the stock market, like yeah, you know, you know what I mean. How much money are we talking about? Just nearly required? a million, nine hundred and seventy something thousand. I think okay, it was. that w- yeah. that was what was needed to cover get all the numbers, every single combination. Yeah. And so the you know you won. Um, like now, we were flabbergasted when we were told that there was there was there was three winners. But Paddy, was the objective fundamentally to beat the system? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was to prove a point that this could be done. That it could be done. Yeah, yeah. Do you play the lotto now? 
I buy I do the English lotter now. Okay. If, if an English lotter goes to fifty million, I, I buy a hundred euros worth of quick picks. Okay. But I don't I haven't done I've done the Irish lotter once in the last five years. That's a fact. I bought a fifty euro quick pick there last Friday week and this, I seen it at home on the, the the table this morning and I said I must bring that in case I want something, you know. Kim we look at the, the lotto now and it's it's back in the news for several reasons. It's proving very difficult to win these days. And we had, um, in the words of, of Fine Gael TD Bernard Durkin um, recently, saying that the prospect of winning is so remote that punters must be thinking Shergar would have a better chance at winning Squid Game. Kim, would a syndicate stand a chance now in the way that, that uh, Paddy and and his fellow punters did no because when you have 47 numbers in the draw the odds are just much too difficult i think it's something like 11 million to 1 now so that's why they they also cap the winnings at 19 million in order to cover every combination i think you'd have to have 21 million covered so that makes it pretty well impossible well a huge thanks to my guests Kim Bielenberg features writer the Irish Independent and Paddy Kyo lotto winner I'm Siobhan Maguire and today's episode of the Indo Daily was presented and produced by myself with research by Tabitha Monaghan recorded by Gavin Hennessy and sound design by John Smith Archive clips with thanks to independent.ie and RTE News, RTE Archives and The Claire Byrne Show on RTE Radio 1. You can listen to the Indo Daily wherever you get your podcasts.